0: I'm Bill Powers. And in today's show, we're going to begin an update from Ernie Mast of Doré Copper Mining. Doré is one of our sponsors, and they are quickly uh, quickly advancing um, towards becoming a mid-tier copper producer. It's still a few years away, but they've been busy at work since we last spoke to Ernie with a financing, bringing on some key shareholders, acquiring new projects for their hub and spoke model, which is based in Northern Quebec. And they also have announced their exploration plans for the rest of the year. So, Ernie Ernie joins me today to give us an update on the company. Ernie, welcome back onto the show today. Thanks, Bill. It's a pleasure to be here. So raising money has not been a problem for you and your team. Talk us through uh, the recent financing and who were some of the key shareholders that came into the stock as a result of it.
1: So we did uh, two financings, one towards the end of last year and one earlier this year. In total, we raised uh, $16 million and uh, $11 million of that was from a type of flow-through raise, so that's destined for exploration. Uh, new shareholders include new funds, uh, also uh, Peter Moroni, Chairman of Humana, is a new shareholder and very excited to, to see a growing copper story uh, as part of his personal investments. So,
0: Peter, um, what does, he, does he bring anything more than just being a shareholder? Is he an advisor, a formal advisor, or how is that relationship?
1: I would say he's an informal advisor. And uh, if you're familiar with the history of Yamana, he built that company up uh, through merger acquisition, exploration, America's base, the gold story. And in our discussions, uh, we, we discussed at length the, uh, the, the market niche that could occur for a growing copper story like that. And he was very excited to uh, look at our assets, understand the assets a little better, and, and uh, shares a common vision in terms of how we can grow the company.
0: Uh, a leader once said, you're only as good as your advisors. So is Peter somebody you have on speed dial now?
1: Uh, yeah, we're pretty close. And uh, it, it helps uh, his track record over the years in building up Humana. Okay, so you've also been
0: acquiring, as I mentioned, uh, just as a refresher for those that are following the story, it's a hub and spoke model. The hub is a 27 ton per day mill with the tailings facility all there, paved road, electricity already in sight, uh, close to the town here. So why bring on another spoke to this uh, hub and spoke model that you're developing here?
1: We had a wonderful opportunity to pick up a very high grade, past producing gold mine only 15 kilometers from the mill. Uh, the mine's called the Norbo mine. They operated in the 1960s with an average grade of about uh, uh, 14 grams a tonne, so a little bit under an ounce per tonne. Uh, 160,000 ounces were produced from the mine. Uh, however, our main target on that property are two veins a little bit east of the, uh, the mining operation, and these veins have only been drilled close to surface, uh, no deeper than say hundred and fifty meters or uh, four hundred feet, and those veins uh, uh, th- those two veins have lots of excellent intercepts in them already so uh, we felt it was a very simple bolt on uh, we're going to be drilling uh, the property later this year uh, we're actually flying some geophysics now and so again it, it can fit into the hub and spoke model we're really looking in this camp to <coughs> to develop a very long life Type operation. So the more assets we have, the better. And if we can acquire the assets at a reasonable price, like we did this one, uh, then it makes really a lot of sense to continue to do so.
0: One of the benefits of your model and having so many uh, projects or spokes to feed the mill is that if there's a problem at one, you can uh, still have feed for the mill from another. But the question also arises, at least in my mind, when I saw the press release, was how many spokes is too many spokes in terms of diverting dollars and attention?
1: Correct. So when, when we get into operations, uh, we'll probably run three up to four mines at once and then really have the other ones in reserve. Uh, the mining properties themselves are, are, are not too large. So the holding cost of having them isn't that big. And also it's not a large effort of time uh, or money to, to hold on to these properties so we can accumulate them uh, the role in the region, uh, the same team can manage all the properties. And then it, it just gives us that improved optionality as well, because some of our properties are higher grade copper and some are higher grade gold. So if we see something occurring in the market like now, where we have a price of copper over $4, it may be increasing, and the price of gold is, is still at a good price at $1,700, uh, could go down a little bit, could go up. But we, we with that Optionality, we can choose what's the most economical way to run the business and uh, basically run the mines that we fill will give the, uh, the best shareholder returns. So it increases our flexibility, gives us optionality, uh, and, and also a little bit of economies of scale when we're able to get closer to filling the mill. So
0: if I could summarize part of your acquisition uh, strategy, just as I've observed it, it's something close to the mill in the region with exploration potential.
1: Correct, and also let's not forget high grade. Uh, When you're mining underground, uh, grade is king. Uh, When you're mining open pit, grade is king. But a lot of times uh, you can cheat the grades in open pit by having an absolutely massive operation. In underground operations, uh, grade is truly king. And this was a 14 gram per ton operation. And uh, we, we feel it's in a high grade area of the camp. So that's one of the reasons also why we made the acquisition.
0: Okay let's talk exploration plans for the rest of the year. We previously talked in our last interview about dewatering in order to do some exploration drilling. Can you walk us through your new press release? What are your exploration plans for the rest of the year?
1: So the exploration plans that we've announced for the rest of the year are all surface-based. The majority of the say 25,000 meters we're planning on drilling this year. Uh, 15,000 meters will be drilled at Corner Bay. That's our flagship property. Currently have a resource at Corner Bay of three million tons at about three and a half percent copper. The drilling uh, that we're doing at Corner Bay is following up on successful drilling we did last year. And we anticipate uh, an increase, a pretty significant increase in the resources at Corner Bay that we should announce around mid-year. We're looking to keep the grade around three percent, but we're looking at a pretty significant increase in tonnage. And with that, it becomes the cornerstone for the mining operations. We feel we'll have a good 12 to 15-year mine life just from Corner Bay. And then the other mines in the hub and spoke can complement Corner Bay. So that's going to be one of the key elements of our exploration program. Uh, Another element of the exploration program is going to be uh, some work adjacent to Cedar Bay. Uh, We had some very good results that we announced last year, some high-grade copper and also high-grade gold. Uh, We plan on following up with about 2,000 meters in that area. Uh, The Norbo property, which we just acquired, will probably drill around 3,000 meters there. Uh, And then at the Joman property, (laughs) uh, we're currently doing a little bit of, uh, we're redoing some resampling, whole core analysis from the work we did last year. We found the results uh, indicated uh, potentially a disseminated model could fit on that far west zone. Uh, so we're waiting for some results out, and then we'll clarify our drilling plans at Joe Man. And then finally, uh, the company has other properties in the portfolio that we don't talk about a lot, but um, actually have really good greenfield or brownfield exploration potential. And so we'll be putting a few thousand meters into those properties as well.
0: Are the assay labs up where you are? Are they backed up right now with all this drilling?
1: Yeah, assay labs are backed up and also the, there was an impact of COVID-19 on the assay labs. I think uh, some of the assay lab crews uh, had to go off work and that backed things up a bit. So uh, we, do have, we do see a bit of a backlog. Uh, we're working with one of the more established firms. So uh, let's say our, our turnaround times have gone up by maybe two weeks. Uh, nothing really that significant. Uh, and also the drill crews have been pretty scarce in parts of Canada, but uh, we have our drill crew, two 2 crews working um, uh, since uh, we started drilling the beginning of last year, and those crews are available to us. So we haven't really been impacted by some of the supply chain issues that you've seen that potentially other companies have been impacted by.
0: Another recent development is uh, people becoming more aware of the story. I understand some analyst coverage has been picked up on the company as well.
1: Correct. So uh, we had analyst coverage by Paradigm announced late last year, and Cormark just uh, commenced their coverage of the stock uh, announced earlier this year. And we're in touch with other brokers in terms of increasing the coverage uh, sphere. With the run-up of the copper prices that we're seeing and really the very strong perspectives for copper uh, for the next decade. Um, we, we see there's a lot of broker interest, a lot of investor interest in the company because there's really so few copper stories out there and, and even less copper stories like ourselves who have high grade infrastructure in place and can be poised for a relatively, uh, relatively rapid start of operations.
0: As you field investor calls, what would you say is the key question or objection that you're getting from investors right now?
1: I'd say a key question that we're getting is how quickly could we start up to try and take advantage of the current high copper prices. Uh, I think that's really because there there are some people there who would like to see the startup occur immediately. Uh, Our our position to date is being we want to really put together a nice hub and spoke model and that will delay things a little bit. However, if we see prices continue to increase, uh, we may consider a model where we start up Corner Bay and then start up the other mines at a later time. Uh, so uh, that, that's just another advantage we have. We have all this flexibility and optionality, having all these deposits and assets.
0: And your only 100 million stands in your way to production, too, if I recall correctly.
1: Yeah, a little bit more than that, but it depends. Really, a hundred million U.S. correct, and it really depends on the configuration. We could actually start up for maybe half of that if we wish to. However, it's going to be a it's going to be a smaller startup, obviously, and it's only going to be one mine as opposed to a couple of mines. So those are the things we'll have to to, to balance out as we go forward. Uh, so and, and and so that's the number one question, and that's also actually the number one pushback because some people want to see us, uh, you know. Uh, come out of the gates with a 15-year mine plan in a full mill, and other people want us to come out mean and lean, and you know, run the mill maybe at less than half capacity, but run it as quick as you can from just one asset.
0: Would you be willing to give us a stereotypical overview of the the, the type of investor that wants you to start earlier, and the, those that want you to proceed with a little more caution?
1: I yeah, typically it's the retail investor and the and the small scale fund who wants us to. Uh, get going immediately. And it tends to be the bigger institutions that want to see a more uh, complete uh, startup, which is perfectly understandable because uh, each of them, uh, you know, have different timelines and also each of them have different kind of target companies that they'd like to invest in. Uh, In our case, uh, you know, we can fall in between any of those two.
0: And I suppose from your perspective, when you're talking to the impatient investor, you can point to some other companies that have gone forward with just a PEA and it didn't work out so well, like Rubicon.
1: Yeah, correct. Yeah. In our case, though, it's going to be a little different because our geological risk profile is really low. Uh, Our Corner Bay property, uh, I'm not a geologist, but um, I'm pretty sure I could could run the geology department in that mine. Uh, just because the the vein is, uh, uh, we know exactly where the vein is. The mineralization's unbelievably constant, and um, and and so in in you know this is the type of mine actually that you could probably build after a PA. Uh, so uh, so that's not really the risk. But some of the other properties we have have more challenging geology, and you need to do the drilling to make sure. Uh, uh, to make sure that, you know, you know, and understand the resources. And that's why after we do it, after we do the PA, uh, we're planning on another study. And we do the drilling, say at corner at Cedar Bay and at Joe Mann from underground. And, and that drilling will give us the spacing to fully delineate uh, those ore bodies. And then that would go into, let's call it a bankable study. And based on that, we would finance the restart of the camp.
0: And that's why you're proceeding with the dewatering now in anticipation of that drilling. Correct. And is there any water issues that you can see with the dewatering, or does it look pretty straightforward?
1: It looks pretty straightforward. We, uh, we, we sampled uh, both shafts at 100-meter intervals, and uh, the water quality came back very good. At uh, Man, in fact, the water pH was over 7, which means it, it's, it's, it's slightly basic. It's kind of like the same type of water quality you get in a lake. Um, uh, Cedar Bay, we had a little bit more, uh, we had a slightly uh, lower pH where the pH was between six and seven. So it was very slightly acidic, but say less acidic than your lemon juice. Uh, And so, uh, you know, the water quality was really good. The dissolved metals were very low. And so we anticipate a relatively straightforward water treatment process. Uh, We're going through the permit applications. There's even if the water quality is good when you take water from a mine. Uh, in the province of Quebec, and it gets introduced into a natural body of water, you do have to do studies on um, the impact of the volume and the flow and the quality on that receiving body of water. And the receiving body of water has to be studied to a certain level before you can even apply. So that's kind of the timing that's involved. So we're looking to submit the permit towards the end of this month or early next month and get the permit towards the end of the year, and at which point um, we could commence dewatering. In, in preparation for drilling.
0: Okay, final question, Ernie, you are cashed up. So remind us what's in the treasury and how far will that take you?
1: So currently we have exactly just finished the month. So uh, we're, we have $13.5 million Canadian in treasury and and that should take us well into next year. The drilling program we have is going to take us probably into July, maybe August, at which point we would stop the drilling and then uh, I'd say focus and work on studies. And that should leave us funds, actually, so that once we finish the PA, or even, maybe even before, we could commence drilling uh, uh, towards the end of this year.
0: Excellent. OK, the company is Dore Copper Mining. Find more information at dorecopper.com. Ticker symbol in Toronto is DCMC. And on, in the States, on the OTC, DRCMF. Thank you for this update, Ernie. And we'll be touching base with you again soon.
1: Thanks, Bill. Thanks. Appreciate it. And thanks to your listeners for taking the time to listen.
0: Thank you for listening to Mining Stock Education. Please subscribe and share this show with like-minded investors. Connect with us at miningstockeducation.com and sign up for our email list to stay in touch. Much success to you as you learn about invest in and profit from mining stocks.